All right, so I was um walking to the train station today and I couldn't get my tickets out my pocket and okay. I had a Pepsi Max can in my hand. And while I was having a fight to get the tickets out my pocket, I ended up somehow like turning the Pepsi Max can upside down and pouring it down my leg. No. And these teenage, like not teenagers, I don't know how they are. I think they were preteens or like just teenagers. Okay. So like 12 to 13. They, I know they saw me pour the Pepsi Max down my crotch. And they, but they all pointed and laughed at me. And they're like, oh, me, did you just piss yourself? And they're like, girls were like, oh, God, that's disgusting. And I was like, but you saw me. Like, dude, I don't deserve this. Like, I like, I know I do look like I pissed myself. But if I, um, but you know that I didn't. Like, if you saw me, like, two minutes afterwards, then yeah, fine, laugh at me. I understand that. But you know I didn't. And oh, my God, they look so smug. And I was just so angry. I was like, you know I didn't piss myself. So how dare you laugh at me? Also, if someone pisses themselves, it's more like, I mean, maybe this is just me not being a child, but that's like worrying. That's like, oh my yeah. God, like, are you okay? Like, what's happened? Like, do you need some help rather than just like, ha ah! <laughs> Well, they were children. Anyway, so I was going to get, uh, so I got on the train and I was going to uh, off at my stop and I had a Pepsi Max bottle. I was like, oh, time to drink this. Anyway, I uh, don't know why, but it was really fizzy. And when I opened it, it like fizzed up and then all spilled on my crotch. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Like, I now look like I wet myself twice in one day. <laughs> and, like, the first time, it kind of spilled all down my leg, and I didn't think it looked that bad. Like, if you thought about it, like, you'd see me, and you'd be like, oh, maybe that guy's wet himself. But then if you thought about it, it's like, well, it's mostly down the leg. Right. So not really. Okay. But the second time, when it, like, spilled, like, all the fizz came up and spilled <laughs> over, it literally just congregated in, like, a little hole, like, a little, like... <laughs> gutter in my like trousers right by my crotch I was like that, that really does look like I've wet myself like, I can't believe I've had to do this twice in one day the moral of the story is you haven't pissed yourself today I haven't but <laughs> god knows how many people probably think I have journey into the strange i am kaz and i am well and today we're talking about runes yep yay i feel that's our our that's just a continuation of the coal opener you know like we just go that, i say that's the same every time like i'm kaz i'm Ralph, and we're doing this uh, yep. yay <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i find it hard to like muster enthusiasm i try i try for the first bit I try and keep a high energy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a weird mix of high energy, but low enthusiasm. I don't know how that works in life. I don't know. You're getting by. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Kind of. More or less. We have a podcast with a few listeners. Over 700. Also, listeners, if you haven't done what I told you to do last time, which was rate, review, and subscribe, then please do all of those things. Please. I'm begging you. I really, really need some more money. So if we can get a Patreon out of this. Oh, yes. The thing is, with a Patreon, you have to do extra content. And I feel like I'm already at my wit's end with how much stuff I produce. So I'm just like, can I make more? Hmm. Well, we're starting a- another podcast soon, so you can. Well, and hey, will. We will start another podcast. I don't know whether it's going to be soon or not. It might. It may be. It may be. I just have to work out my life beforehand and then we'll, and then we'll get to it. But yeah, 
Terry Pratchett podcast. What do people think? Doesn't matter. I'm still doing it with yeah. you. <laughs> like that podcast will happen even if I have to die <laughs> to make it. I don't care. Someone to read all his non-discard books. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Didn't he do Johnny and the Bomb? Hmm? Johnny and the Bomb? Um, I've never read any of his non-discard stuff. Nation. That was good. Yes. Um, yeah. I've never read any of this. You're just listing. I know. I just listened to to myself, but you know, <laughs> it's um some of them were good. Um. Anyway. Moons, <laughs> you said you like remembered a lot for this episode. I said I read a lot. Okay, you read a lot for this episode. There's a difference between reading and remembering. Remembering is a different skill, that's true. Yeah, one I don't have. No, But same. it's fine, we'll get to it. It's, I found it nearly as confusing as fucking Kabbalah. Really? Yeah, because my book was way, way too intense. What book did you read? I read... Oh, uh, I should look this Hold on. <laughs> we always do this as well. This is like one of the the poor taints of the episode. We're just like, ah, cold opener, mellowed enthusiasm, let me find my sources. <laughs> I read Futhook by uh, Edwin Thorsten. Wow, what an apt name. Yeah, I think he's Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. He does mention Scandinavia a fucking lot in the book. What about the second one? I only read the one. Oh, it was I really long. You read two. Oh, okay. It just felt like two. Yeah. Uh. He really skimmed over the Nazism too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's something that would be skimmed over. My, yeah. I didn't get to any part that he said was going through the it. history of like runes in the modern age, and he was like, and then this person did this important work, and then um. There's a little bit of racism there for a little bit, but we were. Uh, and then something else happened. It was happened. all nonsense. And then there and was then... some yoga. <laughs> uh, I read The Nordic Book of Runes by Jonathan D, which was quite a short book. And it basically, I liked it though. It was very to the point. It was like, this rune means this, this rune means this. So it was sort of a bit more like a reference book, I guess. Yeah, my book had that in. Mm. Does your book not have a Nazi symbol on it? A swastika, whatever it's called. Uh, no. That's uh, just like a like a tree of life thing, I think. Because I think one of the runic symbols is a swastika. Yes. I think most of them yes. are being like, let's not push that too far forward. <laughs> well, they all use the original Nordic name, so like you wouldn't yeah. call it like a swastika. You call it like whatever. Yeah, what, like name Fuju it has. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of which I cannot pronounce. Um, I was getting so angry because like the way he, the person in my book did the book. Like he, it was all basically based on Norse mythology, mm-hmm. which we did last episode. So, so it, it will lead on to this very nicely. Yeah. Anyway, but you wouldn't like call it Midgar. It's like mid with a, like some weird um. No, grammar <laughs> like an umlaut. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> Midgar did you are, and I was like, oh for fuck's sake, man! Just, oh, he went to call him Odin. He was like called Odinonon, and I was like, just call. And he was like, well, that's what the original fucking Gothic was. I was like. Just call him Odin, for yeah, fuck's sake. We all know who name. you're talking about. We know who, you know, or Woden or Odin. Yeah. Just cunt. And he wouldn't say, like, the word wizard. He was, like, the true Viha. And I was like, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Did he spell it with two Ws? No, no two Zs. I, I forget Zard. what it was. Oh, Vikar or something. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's what a rune wizard is. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, if I met this man in real life, I think I'd dislike him. I don't know. I think you probably have a great time. You well, say that, and then you, you like he'd be like this weird old Viking man in a pub getting drunk, and you'd be like, "This be guy weird. seems interesting." <laughs> no, I don't like pretension. 
Yeah. I feel like if there's one thing that turns me off a person, although many people have described me as pretentious, but I do hate myself. So it all, <laughs> so it all up. comes full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of runes? Like, what did you think runes were before? Because obviously you had, like, studied the Norse beforehand. So I guess you did know about More runes. the myths. So I didn't know that much about runes. I mm. just knew they were a thing Odin knew. Yeah, because he, the story goes, he hung himself from the tree. The Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. <laughs> or yeah, how this other guy would put a whole bunch more consonants Yeah, Yggdrasil. Yeah, the tree. I know. That. Yeah, so he hung himself from the tree and not by his neck. He just hung up from the tree. Yeah, and like crucified himself or whatever. Yeah. sacrificed himself to the tree to be reborn and then he got the ancient knowledge of runes. Yes. I always thought runes were sort of like tarot cards. Um, mostly because I watched Stardust and people kept using runes to like foretell the future and that was all I ever saw about them. Oh yes, I forgot about that bit in Stardust. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good movie. And he like off. throws them up in the air and then he says, don't ask the question. Yeah. And then he throws up and is like, are you working for my father? And then they go, yes. He's like, ah, die. <laughs> that's a favourite bit in the film. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, So I always sort of thought it was... um, But then I read the book that I did, and it was way deeper and more close in my book to the fucking Kabbalah than it was to, like, tarot cards, which were also too close to Kabbalah. Apparently. Yeah. I never read that in my books. I feel like maybe you're just going for the really dense... I don't mean to. What I do when I'm trying to, like, research things, (laughs) I type into Reddit... Best book on such and such. I think you need to stop doing this. And then I, like, see the book with the most upvoted answers. And I'm like, well, I'll go for that. I mean, I totally understand that. But I feel like the users of Reddit are going to upvote the most dense, (laughs) complex. I might need a different take, but this isn't working. (laughs) There was a bit where they were like, each room has a moment. Uh, Each room has a numeric value. And they have to be placed in a certain order so it has to be rune point two point three, rune point two point four. I was like, "What are oh you my talking God, about?" Is, wow! I failed psychology in A level because I didn't know how to do the statistics part. I'm not going to fucking learn how to do statistics so I can throw some fucking bones around. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I enjoyed runes. I I didn't know what they were. I believe that they were like a sort of magical, powerful symbol. That people could use in witchcraft. I think that is what they are, though. Yes, but also they were the original writing system for the um, the Germanic people. Yeah. Uh, so that was something that was new to me, that they were actually a language. That the language is actually mostly based on, uh, how do you say that, speech. So like, thermonic? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. thermonic? I don't, feel, I don't think I that's feel like right. that's right. No, <laughs> I feel, yeah, so that was something that was news to me, that they were actually a language and they were a system that the people of yore used to communicate. Yeah. And um, apparently it was a really hard writing system. Like, it was really difficult to, like, get your head around, even for those people at that time. So, um... I could see that. Yeah, and, like, apparently you can read them from left to right and also right to left. And the, um... There's a lot of nuance that goes into the reading of it. And also they were pronounced in different places because they didn't really have a sort of collective 
pronunciation yeah of in my them. book there's four different pronunciations in different languages wow. and it's like oh who cares yeah it feels like very complex and and that's the thing like a lot of runes we know the runes because we have got them from ancient times but because some of them were carved into um wood and bark it makes it very difficult for us to actually retrieve those and the vikings didn't leave very many monuments around so again, it's difficult. Wasn't for... it the case they did leave loads of monuments around, and then Christianity just like swept over everything and destroyed them all? Oh, is that the case? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Because a lot of churches are actually bought, built on old Viking worship sites. Oh yes, because they were just like, we're going to eclipse this religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and we build it on top of it and erase it, so no one will ever know. That's crazy. That was a bit in my book where. <laughs> God, it was so ridiculous. Where the person was like, and the runes secretly waited for the chance to restore their power in the collective unconscious. And now that time is coming and Christianity is weak. Oh my and God. the runes will rise again. <laughs> that is so, that, that's so crazy. The runes will rise again. Yeah, like the Americans think the South will. Oh. Um, <laughs> hopefully less racist. Although, I don't know, with the fucking runes in Germany and whatever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well... That's the thing. Anyway, uh, what was your point? <laughs> um, just that they were sort of difficult to understand and yeah. not much of them has actually passed down to us. Yeah. Um, also, sort of like Norse mythology, which is why we I had like, where you were like, here's like two stories last episode because there was way, way more, but most of them were erased because Christianity just like were like, and this will be stamped out. It's so it's so sucky that that's just been completely erased from history. Really, I mean, not completely, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't know about it. But, but yeah, just the fact that so much of it has been erased, mm. and that's really sad. Um, but yeah, such is the way of the world, I guess, and religion. Yep. Um, do you know the reason why most of them are actually quite um the runes themselves and we'll put up images of some of these in the instagram so you can see what we're talking about but and what's our instagram uh it is journey into the strange that's all of our handles there's no there's no pod there's no numbers you don't have to worry it's just journey into the strange wherever you wherever you want to find us we're there um the reason why the runes are so angular and uh not there's not many circles or swirls on them is it's that hard to carve into wood exactly it's hard to carve um swirls and curves and circles into wood and stone and obviously the tools they use at the time would be to just cut up and down and make very angular symbols so that's the reason why they were quite angular so that's a cool fact what i learned yeah mm. cool um <laughs> why am i being sarcastic that <laughs> no, is no. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> like genuinely. Don't know why I was You're just like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> I think if I like you feel the need to be funny, so you're like gotta be a sarcastic comment. I don't know. <laughs> what I learned about runes was there's um like three devout religions across the world in the nineteen eighties, which is when my book was published, so this might not be relevant information. But the religion that you still mean that means you still believe in um, Nordic legends is Estatra or something. Did right. that come up in your book? No. Whereas, like, this is what people who still believe in Norse stuff in the modern day would associate is like Estatru or I don't know. Oh, I didn't um, hear and that. And there was like three different sects when the book I was being published, which it was 1988, so this is probably quite out of date, mm. is published. And there was like 
One in Scandinavia, one in Norway, and then one in California. And I kept thinking about the California one. I was like, Scandinavia and Norway are both pretty cold and snowy places. Yeah. And then I just imagined the one in like California would be like, Calabunga Odin is the god, man. Let's go whip some tides, dude. That's funny. Yeah, yeah I feel like it would have been more authentic going for the um, slightly more Scandinavian of countries. But hey, what can you do? Um... And yeah, then my book basically went through the different runes um, and what they meant. And oh, and the other thing I was very surprised about is just how factually it was like saying Norse mythology. Mm. Not because like every magic book I've read so far has always been like, and here's like the truth behind the myth. Like obviously, like if you wank and draw a symbol on a thing, you're probably not going to like influence reality but here's how like it could work if you don't believe in that shit scientifically mm. well this book was just like and hell lives under Svothamheim, which <laughs> lives under midgard which we live in and i was like hmm. and that's quite funny actually because remember when we talked about last episode how we were like some people said you had to believe in the myth in order for the magic to make sense and yeah. for you to actually fully believe it and we were like that can't be right because who could believe in this stuff? But obviously we're the ones in the wrong because people do believe in this stuff. I'm still not fully convinced they do. I like, mean, I, I think it's a hard sell. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I was so confused when he was like, and Thor did this. I was like, is this metaphorical? Because you know what? Like, I remember Chaos Magic, where like that stupid book I read had like <laughs> loads of false information to try and make fun of people who didn't understand how sarcasm worked. I was like, what's, what's the point? Yes. And I kind of felt like that reading this. I was like, is this guy like a hardcore believer? Or is he like making fun of people who are? Yeah, I don't know. It could be, couldn't it? Because it, it kind of maybe gives that impression if you think that guy was really pretentious. Yeah, I did. And then he was kind of like going, these are the way of doing it. Oh, and you must believe that Thor is a real god who really exists. And I'm sure he does. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I mean, we do have records dating back to, like, Viking times where he would have been walking among them. And the, mm. it's not actually that much about Thor, but, you know, he, he clearly exists. Obviously. Why not? Yeah. But, yeah. I still, I don't know. I, I got very confused, but, yeah. Um, do you want to go through what some of the tiles mean? Yeah. There are quite a few of them. There was 27, was there? Uh, yes. Yeah, I've got, I've actually got myself a little bag of them here. It's a satisfying noise. Get the ASMR in there. I've always wanted to play D&D so I could make the dice make that noise, but no one will ever invite me. Oh. Oh, well. That was a pointed comment. Yes, I know. (laughs) I'm not the leader of my group and my group gets really funny when they invite new people into the herd. But I'm so fun. Yeah, yeah, you are fun. We'll do a we'll do a role, a role play at some point. I GM'd um last year, so I know how to do that sort of shit now. And Brian's GMing at the moment, so we both know how. Well, it's nice to know two friends still don't invite me when oh, they're in charge. <laughs> I'll get something together. Stop, stop complaining. <laughs> so should we just go from like one to ten? Yeah, because I don't want to go through twenty seven. I'll be there here for like so ever. many of them. Yeah, so. Fear, fifio. Letter F. Or is that how, is that the second pronunciation? Or is that just how you're meant to pronounce it? Because this one's only got one pronunciation. Fio. 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 
I think Theo. I'm going to say Theo. Yeah. Isn't that like fires a creation and whatever? So it says, appreciate your good fortune and receive all gifts with grace. See, I quite like this reference book because it does go into sort of like the meanings of the rune, the upright meaning, the reverse meaning, inverted meaning. So it has all of these different meanings that you can associate with it. But as a quick start guide, it just has this little quote here, um, which you can kind of read and associate with whatever it is that you're trying to find out about the future. So, Fifio, appreciate your good fortune and receive all, good, gift, all gifts with grace. Um, the rune of prosperity and beginning. In Norse mythology, fear is a symbolically connected to one of the primal beings of the universe, the great cow, Anduhal. Um, Amhamal. Yeah, like lit the ice caps and turned them into salt or some shit. Oh, that's one we didn't hear about last time. Isn't the creation myth? I do think we spoke about it where there was like some giants and there was a big cow and lit some ice and whatever. Am I with the giants? Maybe there was a cow. I I do think we mentioned the cow. Oh, okay. Um, Being the first rune, appropriately enough, fear is associated with the beginning. So any divination that gives fear as an answer shows that a new departure is an offering and the benefits of such enterprise would enrich you both emotionally and materially. Fear is associated with herds of cattle, and since wealth used to be measured in terms of how many cows a person possessed, the rune is symbolic of prosperity. The nature of fear is feminine and maternal. Indeed, in some instances, it can signify pregnancy, birth, and fertility in general. Fear relates to the mouth of September or time of the wood moon in ancient Norse calendar. So mine's quite different from that. I'm just trying to get it up, so I'll read you. Like, essentially what mine said. Okay. Because mine had, like, different shit to say. Yeah, that's the second order. Oh, God, is this going to be like a tea leaf thing where it's kind of like, it's anything you want it to be. Yeah, it sounds like differently, differently coffee this time. The thing is, though, this definitely reads more like a tarot card Yeah, book. so just for point of um interest, here's what mine had to, here we go, had to say about for you. Okay. Um, Fihu is the war archetypal energy of motion and expansion in the motorbike. For fuck's sake. Um, Let me say that again. (laughs) Fihu is the war archetypal energy of motion and expansion in the motorbike. It is the force that flows from... What's the fire one? It doesn't say it right. Musufheim. Musufheim. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Who gives a shit? The source of... uh, So from Musufheim, whatever. The fire one. Who cares? The fire realm. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, the source of cosmic fire from which Midgar, but he spells it M-I-D-G-A-R-D-H-R, whatever, <laughs> was produced. See, Irun. The Ifrun is the all-encompassing and omnipresent power symbolized by the charging bovine herd. Oh, I guess that links. And by wildfire. The cosmic fire of Musufheim is instrumental in the creation of the world, but is also the principal agent... De- in its destruction of Ragnarok. The fire giant Sata spreads the flames of destruction over the world, thus destroying all but the gods and men who wow. are to survive or be reborn renewed on the world Idia, the shining plane. It must be remembered that Fehu, Penu, whatever, Fehu, is not the undifferentiated power of the cosmic fire of Musufheim, but rather the mystery of its eternal working eminently throughout the multiverse and then it goes on like this <laughs> and 
and it never stops. <laughs> yeah, like 10 pages. But so you can see there's quite di- a difference there. Yeah, it was much going on about the destructive nature and the fire and the energy and the warmth. And this doesn't really say anything about fire. No, I think I got one thing about a herd which laps over with yours. It did, yeah, it did mention cows. Yeah. So. But then that's the thing. I feel like your book is... Well, our books are basically on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Mine's extremely dumbed down and yours is extremely dense. <laughs> I did not understand a word. My, I, did, I just read that out. I was like, what is this talking about? I don't understand. I, I will be honest. I don't know if the sentences my book made, like did, were actual sentences. <laughs> they just because I read them and I was like, I don't know if that made sense. I don't understand. <laughs> so... There's basically, I mean, instead of going through them all and reading them all out, which I think could be possibly quite boring, um, but I, I could read out some of these quotes for what the different ones are. So this one, which is the second, Ur, respect the mighty forces of the universe as a source of healing. Um, oh, Ansu, or no, Os or Os. See, how does that, why is it Ansu and then it's Os or Os? Guess because the last bit is like Os. Sus, os, and sus, so you just get rid of the an bit. Express yourself through and thought, through thought and speech. Rayo, or rage, or read. The year turns and life gathers speed. Uh, yeah, it kind of goes on like this a bit. There's so many of them. They, they all have their very specific meanings. And I guess in that way, it is similar to tarot cards. I do think they all look cool. They do look cool. They also have a sort of different um, set, as it were, as in how tarot cards, you have the major and the minor arcana. Yeah, I remember reading about that and I still didn't add that. So this first uh, eight that I'm looking at are the runes of Freya Atet. And do you remember who Freya was from Norse mythology? Was she the life god? The the Odin's wife? And, yeah. And the bringer of life and... Yeah. Probably, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I might be confusing I think that's right, though. That does... No, Freya, no. Yeah, no, that's right. I think that's right. Excellent. She's like the... Yeah, the all-mother. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Uh, the second set is the runes of Hagel's Atet, which I'm assuming Atet is like a like a set or co- a set or collection. I don't know, potentially. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're sort of like different ones that they have. They have different meanings. Um, but the idea is you... You can read them in different ways. So you can gather them up and you can toss them in the air, um, similar to the Stardust scenario that we were just talking about. And so then, the best way, because... I mean, it's it's the most bombastic and interesting, I feel. Um, another way you can do is just literally just take them out of the bag and just put them past, present, future, which is kind of what you do with tarot cards. Or just take a singular rune out and just see what that says and if it relates to the situation in some way. Whereas I think the tossing them up in the air is so, like... Interesting in comparison to if any I mean, other. Like it could slow down like it did in tower cards, where it's like not tower cards and Stardust, where it's like do 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 do. Yeah, just slow um, motion. So my book went on about a bunch you could, of stuff you could do with light runes, magic wise. So like you can carve them into something and do like magic with that thing. So yeah. if you're like wanting prosperity, you should do one of the runes and like carve that in into a thing, and then go in a gnostic state and probably wank yourself off like that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> It always seems tends to be, to be the t- case, or like you, if you want like a cup, or like if you want wealth to transpire, 
you can like carve it into a cup and then keep filling the cup so like money will come in and shit that's like quite that. cool actually Hmm. Um, yeah, I had had the same sort of thing from my book, and it was like you can meditate on them. You can, if you want to have like power from them, you can like put them, carve them into a necklace, and keep it with you at all times. Um, you could just take one of the runes or create your own rune set, as this book recommends that you do, and then uh, just keep it with you all the time, so that if you're um, you're working with a rune, you have it on you all the time. You're sort of remembering that power, which in a way reminds me of chaos magic and the sigils that's what i kept coming back to a lot and when i was reading it's like oh this sounds so much like sigils in like a sense that is like a symbol that you're cutting into like the universe with to try and make your own will a physical form yeah for sure i thought that was quite interesting i quite like that because again for me it's sort of like that kind of the thing I liked about Chaos Magic, and I think I like about this, is that symbols do have great meaning. Yeah. And you can kind of put whatever meaning you want into whatever symbol you want. And if you believe in that symbol and you are kind of referencing back to that symbol and that meaning all the time, then I feel that holds power because it's sort of keeping you accountable. It's kind of keeping your mind one track. It's kind of keeping you on the path towards whatever that symbol is, whether that's confidence or money or health. If you're thinking about it, you always have something to sort of like fall back on and relate to because it's like, oh yeah, I've got that thing and that thing says that I should be doing this. So that's what I'm going to do. So um, this reminded me a lot of that. And if you, like, say, had the health room with you all the time, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm remembering I'm going to be healthy and I've got this with me and I'm going to be healthy because I've made a choice to do this. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that, even if that's just spicy psychology, that, I feel, makes you more accountable for your actions. And, um, yeah, I quite like that. I agree. Um, you don't really have too much to add to that. Um... <laughs> I would like to get back to Chaos Magic because I feel that, I don't know. Now that I've taken a step away from it, like to to like breathe away from it, I kind of I'm more curious about it. Yeah, now, I think I... like the more you go through it, it does seem like oh yeah, this does relate back to this an awful lot. Yeah, a lot of things in this book or like Chaos Magic books. If anything, Runes has very much made me want to look back at Chaos Magic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you know another thing about Runes? Mm. I'm going to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So. There was this dude at a pub, and like... Oh, your story is yeah. not like this. <laughs> oh, where else am I going to meet people? Anyway, <laughs> I was sitting there drinking with a bunch of friends who were like... And he came over to me, and like, I went to school with him, and he was like, mate, look at me and look at you. And I was like, yeah, we're oh, both... This, you yeah, told yeah. this the other day, yeah, on the podcast. Did I? Yeah, and he like gave you the necklace. And this was on the podcast. Oh, never mind then. Um, <laughs> no, but... but you can tell it again. Just just keep in mind that people... No, no, no I'm not going to tell it again. Okay, so refer back to that story. But I bet he didn't even research runes. Like... Wait, for people who were just jumping on, just continue the story. Oh, right, fine. Abbreviated version. Some dude came over, said he was, like, doing better than me in life, made me have a necklace off him that had, like, Thor's me on it, whatever, on it. Um, and... Yeah. Sure. And then went on about how, like, he was into Norse mythology. And I had, like, we had just done an episode on Norse mythology. I was like, I wonder if you're into it as much as I am. Um, But I bet he didn't read loads of really boring books about runes. So I think I got him topped there. Yeah, I agree. You definitely outknowledged him on, like, Norse mythology, that's for sure. Things that don't matter at all and can't improve your life (laughs) 
I probably know a little bit more than him. Have you? But fortunately, I'm not going around to cunts in a pub being like, have my necklace so you can be less fat, like he was. Oh, yeah. He does sound like a cunt. Yeah. Did you ever give his necklace back to him? No, I have bumped into him a few times, though, but I've taken it out of my bag since then. Oh. So now I just keep going over to him. I'm like, mate, I need to give you a necklace back. And then he's like, I don't even remember giving it to you. I'm like, well, you did. <laughs> well, too bad. I've got it. And I need to give it back to you somehow. So maybe yeah. put it back in your back. <laughs> he only has one eye. What? Yeah. He failed to mention that before. <laughs> so maybe he like got into Norse mythology because he was like, I'm like Odin. That's it. Or yeah. maybe he got into morphology and then pulled his eye out so he could be like Odin. No, I think it was like a bath defect. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's just so much more sad. Now you make me feel like an evil person. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't like him much, though. No, he sounds like a cunt. So, oh, let's do a little. And now we're going to cut to an ad break. That was the weirdest way of saying that. I'm going to say that again. Now we're going to cut to an ad break. Was that weird as well? I feel like it was. There's no good way to, like, cut to an ad break. You do it. And now we're going to go... Good. Oh, God. Hold on. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got it. And now we're going to do some ads. Yeah. Oh, I think that was less awkward. Nailed it. So. I've reached a point in my book and it says how to lay out your runes. So I thought I'd go over that. And it says, you can read your own runes or you can read for somebody else. So it's very much like tarot cards in that respect. Um, You can set out the runes of the Norns, named after the goddess of the fate in Norse mythology. Each of the three runes is named after Erd, Vendani, Skuld, and all past, present, future. Yeah, it's nice that we're in Lord of the Rings. Uh, this spread is a simple way to gain an overview of the situation. So yeah, it's basically just you lay out past, present, future, which is kind of what you do in tarot cards. So for me, that makes sense. My book didn't go into that at all. It did go into a lot about yoga poses. Oh, really? I didn't really understand why. How it's- does yoga poses affect it? Because I, I, you can do things with your hands, can't you, to like symbolize the runes? That kind of yeah. YMCA, but with your hands, but for the runes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like do the YMCA, but with runes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what it was meant to accomplish, but they were like some dude did a book about yoga runes that was widely disproven, but I'm going to put it in anyway. Oh. I love it. Widely disproven. How do you wildly disprove stuff? That widely isn't disprove real. Ma- like magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh, I might. I don't know. I might have been getting confused. It might have been the basis of stuff that was widely disproven. Maybe. But he he didn't really explain much of what was happening. I, but, the only thing I sort of like gathered from the yoga side of it was that like you can do like a hand symbol that represents the rune and that sort of keeps it with you and it makes your practice focused around that. So if you say if you're trying to do it for health, you would do the health rune uh, symbol with your arms whenever you felt the need to within your practice. And then it would sort of focus you around health. So you would always keep that center in mind. And and, and again, that's kind of what I feel about it, going back to the sigil side of things. You know, like it's about keeping an, an idea in constant focus. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. Yeah, and it is the same in the sense that you're meant to like put all your will into it and 
Like, if you, like, focus on this thing, then you're giving it power. Yeah, you're right. It is the same. Yeah. I feel like there is actually, weirdly, a lot of... And this is the thing that I'm trying to get my head around. Like, is it that everything has a crossover with chaos magic? Or is it just the fact that chaos magic has taken so much from so many other things that it has now sort of enveloped the entirety? I get the impression it's probably the latter. Yeah, I do as well. (laughs) I don't know if everything was like, oh, chaos magic is just this thing. I think it is that, yeah... Chaos magic, I don't know. It is. I think it's because chaos magic is very much, if it works for you, it works. So it can envelop a lot. Yeah. Um, But I, I definitely think sigils were from a thing like come from runes. Or like the idea of it comes from a similar place. Yeah, because rune, uh, not runes, but sigils is a specifically chaos magic thing. Yeah. As are servitors, I believe. I could be wrong on both of those things. But um, but yeah, runes does seem most similar to sigils. So for me, that makes sense. Um, another spread you can do is the runic cross, which is a little bit like the um, Celtic cross that you can do with tarot cards. That's also a name of a wrestling card move. Ah. Uh, someone gets someone up over their hand like that and then slams them down on their what, back. What, the runic cross? No, the Celtic cross. Oh, the Celtic cross. <laughs> uh, there's a magic square, which basically has... Future, present, past, but then has, uh, it's like in a grid of three by three. So you have future, present, past, but then you also have uh, past and present influences, um, attitude to the future and general state of mind. So it kind of, again, like the Celtic cross slash runic cross, it does actually cover a lot of fields. So it's more of a general reading, um, which is quite nice, actually. Uh, There's also the keystone reading. Uh, it says this spread reveals the wisdom that you may gain from a present situation and will help inspire you to take action when necessary. Carry rune four for your reading with you as an amulet of guidance and meditation. And again, it kind of links back to this idea of being able to take a rune with you to sort of keep an idea present in mind wherever you go next on your journey, which I quite like the sound of. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do think is quite cool about landing runes is when you, I was landing them, because again, my book was really focused on like magic and there was sort of like, oh, elemental stuff. And here's the way like the energy and channels of the world work. And here's how you can like use them to like delve into the multiverse. (laughs) Um, I want to delve into the multiverse. That sounds fun. Yeah. Thanks Marvel for ruining that time. (laughs) Um, But I was like, the more I learn about this, the more I can cosplay as Odin in the next Comic Con. Because like- God, that would be amazing. And like, oh, the runes are the source of his magical power. And like, if you can learn the runes really well, then you can become a god like Odin does. And therefore I can like cosplay him like at Comic-Con. My God, you need to do that with an eye patch and everything. You need to grow your hair out. Oh, believe me, I'm trying. I mean, for you, it's not a big thing growing your hair out because you're basically always trying to grow your hair out. Yeah, yeah, and then ruining it all. (laughs) This time, because... Hair update, everybody. He cut it all off, which was a while ago now, so you probably know about probably that. back in, like, I think October, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it that long ago? I think so. It's still relatively short. Yeah, see, I keep saying my hair doesn't grow that quick, and everybody's like, oh, it's growing so quick, but it ain't. It isn't. But I'm not balding, though. No, you've definitely got a full head of hair on you. Like, there's no, like... No receding hairline. No, and there's no bald patch. I keep looking at the security cameras <laughs> in the place I work. You were like, full head of hair. Yeah, I'm like, oh, look at that. John Cena was boarding at my age. So fuck that dude, clearly. He's not a man. I love that. It's like, 
like, well, it's one thing I have with John Cena. <laughs> I mean, I maybe not bought the dreams of 600 dying kids too. Like he has 6,000 or whatever it is. But I'm not balding, so I'm doing better than he is. <laughs> I love You'll John grow Cena. it out eventually and then you won't care for it again and then it all gets shitty again and then you'll shave it all off again. And so the cycle will repeat itself like the snake that eats the same tail forever and ever. Amen. Yep. <laughs> That is accurate. Just keep care of it. Take care of it this time. I just so it's getting like to the point where it's almost past my ears. Yeah, I can't wait till it is so I can listen to my headphones back at work. Oh, because I can't at the moment. Because if someone looks at the CC or like customers look at me, they can see them in. But Uh... before, when my hair was really long, I just put like a headphone in my head and in my ear, and I was like, do do do. (laughs) Anyway, and I didn't realize I'd lose that until I shaved the hair off. I was like, oh no, what have I done? What have I done? I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't have done it. Next time you shave your head, what you need is like an inverse mohawk. So like you shave everything off apart from the edges and it's you just keep that bit really long so you can listen to music. I don't think I'd keep my job. Then people would be like, why did you do that? And you'd be like, no reason. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't think anyone has had that hairstyle. <laughs> Shall we search it? I'm, I'm sure it's a thing. Incredibly ill. I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. I didn't say it looked good. I just said that it's definitely been a thing. Look at this guy. <laughs> this one on the right looks like the Joker. Guys, if you're listening now, please look up. On Google Images, inverse mohawk. It is the funniest thing. <laughs> Business in the middle, party on the side. <laughs> the last one that I'm going to cover, as I have been slowly working through my sec- this section of the book, uh, the nine cut rune cast. So this is the one where you throw nine runes up in the air and then which ones come back down face up are the ones that you need to take care of. The stardust one. Indeed, indeed. So the nine rune cast may be the oldest form of true divination. The Roman writer Tracius Tracius, described a similar method of the second century CE. The nine rune cast does not have a formal arrangement, but is led by the intuition of the person consulting the wisdom of the runes. Place a white cloth the size of a large handkerchief on a flat surface such as a tabletop and then randomly select nine runes from the bag. Hold them in your hands while formulating your question and when you consider the time to be right, use your suitable receptive state and in your suitably receptive state, cast the nine runes onto the white cloth from a distance of six to nine inches. Uh, A number of runes will land face upward while others will be always face down. What others will be face down. Those true runes that have landed in the centre of the cloth are most important and closest to the issue. Face up runes reveal circumstances that are known to you. Read them first. Face down runes reveal a pattern of the future. Interpret them interpret as you go, allowing for your intuition to guide you. The runes at the very edge of the cloth represent background influences such as other people's opinions. Runes that miss the cloth altogether can be ignored oh that's so much more clear than anything my book ever had to say <laughs> and it's only like a paragraph <laughs> i learned more in that paragraph than i did in 178 pages oh my god you need to go for the reference books man they're very straightforward <laughs> time well spent so sometimes like i really appreciate how much work you do for this podcast because you really do like 
go into the deepest of subjects and the but heaviest of But I don't mean to, is the problem. I, I just <laughs> typed in best book on wounds Reddit. <laughs> I thought it would be like this, but no. Okay, next time, try my way of doing it. Type it into Amazon and then the top rated, yeah. that's the one you buy. But like, <laughs> on Amazon, Twilight is a 4.5 out of 5 stars. You can't I mean, Amazon. yeah, you can't... Tr- well, the thing is, though... The audience is... You're always going to get five stars from the audience who it's meant for. That's true. So if you're going for a book on runes, you'd like to think that people who also like runes would be reading the book and therefore would give it five stars. But if you want to be into adult vampire fiction, then, I don't know, Twilight's not, probably I mean, up there. It's not adult, though, is it? It's like I don't know, young adult. Why, yeah. I don't know. Wait. Also, I'm just going to say this one. Just once. Just because I bought up Twilight and there's going to be a thing. Yes. And I'm so angry about my friend for saying this, but he one time said to me, he was like, oh, I just find it so, su-. like, I was moaning about Twilight. Okay. And he was like, I just find it, like, people don't do this to guys, do they? They don't, like, go on about how shit, like, things guys like and how it's damaging for guys. Um, but, like, there's this weird huh? puritanical thing about Twilight where, like, all these, like, middle-aged men like you talk about how shit it is. And it's like, well, it's none of your business. It's just for women. Like, why do you care if it's shit? And... I will say I have multiple points on this. Uh, <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> Buckle in, everybody. One, I was at uni during the height of the Twilight era to the point it ruined an entire module for me and that will always be why I hate it. Why did it, it was, wait, wait, why did it ruin the module? Well, it was American Gothic and um, obviously Twilight is an American thing. So every single episode, episode, lecture, yeah, um, <laughs> seminar. episode of my lecture. Yeah, yeah, every single seminar. After the lecture, people would be, like, debating Twilight ad infinitum. And there'd be, like, this whole people would be like, oh, no, it's good and it's not good. It's not. It's just not, in my opinion. Wasn't theirs, though. Um, <laughs> and there would be... An, and it got to a point where I was like, I don't give a shit. I just want to learn about fucking, like, vampires in America. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, this is a university degree. Why are we debating YAE vampire stuff when we could be talking about Bram Stoker? I yeah. don't, I mean, it's all bullshit and it's all a waste of time, but can we just waste our time differently week to week? <laughs> but then you think that would be really interesting because then you could actually see how things like Bram Stoker would have actually influenced Twilight. And I agree, for a week, but when it's week in and week out, okay, the whole yeah, seminar becomes a revolving around people arguing about Twilight. And I was just like, they're just shit books. I've read them. They're so terrible, in my opinion. Is it, like, was... Was it like how the AI conversation is now? And like how every single fucking person has an opinion and they need to like tell you about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And it's kind of like, it, it's to the point where it it doesn't even make any sense anymore because it's just everyone has an opinion on how it's dangerous or fantastic or yeah. wonderful or terrible. And Because it was the big thing at the time. That's the thing. It's just a trend. The idea that he was going on about how it was sexist and like there's a misogynistic thing about people te- ripping it down and why does it matter if white young women are reading reading it and it's like kind of misogynistic to like be like oh I hate this as a like 30 year old white man mm. but I would say like I fucking hate Transformers <laughs> and that's based at young adult males and I think that's as disgusting and difficult and ruining like minds as fucking Twilight I think things that I think are shit are just shit mm. um, in my opinion um <laughs> And I, I don't think that I was going on about Twilight through some sexism judging of women. I just think, like, Transformers is shit. 
Twilight shit. And you just happened to know about Twilight because everyone uh, kept talking yeah, about so it. Yeah, so I had to read it. And I just happened to know about Transformers because I got fucking forced to go see the second movie and I thought I might die in the cinema because it was making me so angry. I was like, oh man, I'm only 18 and I've definitely got high blood pressure now. And that was aimed at young men. And I think that's so damaging towards young men thinking like that's how like men should act like they do in that movie or like that's how men should direct like the way they like perved up what's her face megan fox and mm. or like any of that movie i think it's just lecherous and horrible i just think stuff that shit is shit no sexism involved okay i feel like you were defending yourself from that guy <laughs> the yeah. entire one of that story so i hope he listens so, he doesn't i never will you'll just so, have but, to soundbite that particular bit and be like i have this to say to you yeah it maybe cut that out of the episode and just <laughs> release it as a transformers versus twilight mini episode <laughs> Transformers versus Twilight. I have never read Twilight. It's so awful. I don't have an opinion on it, one way or the other. There's a bit in it where, so Bella, spoilers for Twilight, Bella gives birth to a baby, right. and then Jacob, the, like, man she was never going to get with, but the, like, love, the triangle and the love triangle between her, Edward, and Jacob. Right. Sees the baby, and he's like, ooh, I'm going to grow up and fuck that baby. <laughs> about this actually i did know about that so weird yeah so creepy yeah sounds odd yeah yeah. i ever heard anything but then there's a whole like 50 shades of gray thing because that obviously was like twilight fan fiction Mm. that originally spawned off of that and i feel like that was the bigger conversation like if you went uni like a couple years later it would have been dominated by that i suppose 50 shades of gray never bothered me in the same way because I always thought it kind of cool that porn was really... <laughs> Getting mainstream. <laughs> yeah, so. I, and I mean, I know it's terrible porn. I know it's a, like... Like, if you're in the BDSM community, it's actually kind of offensive on I've how long that. they get it. Yeah. Um, I also feel like no one really thought that Fifty Shades of Grey was, like, good. No, no. that's true. It wasn't critically acclaimed, that's yeah, for sure. Where, like, loads of people really defended Twilight. And I was just like, you know what? You must be out of your mind. Like, in my opinion, I just, I don't see any redeeming thing. I've read the books and they made me so angry. I wanted to bang my head against Why the wall. Why were you so angry about them? Well, like, what made you angry about them? So many, I mean, Bella was like, oh my God. Okay, fine. Okay. So like, Bella was <laughs> okay, like. Okay, we're into this. We're doing this. <laughs> Bella was like, oh man, I'm so ugly. I mean, I'm slim and my hair's all beautiful and brown and curly. <laughs> But I'm slightly cum- clumsy. One time I dropped a glass and it was so <laughs> embarrassing. And like, it was one of those books where it's just like misunderstanding if they actually just said, oh, oops, my bad. I didn't mean that. I meant to do this. And then the other person would be like, oh, I assumed this. But you didn't mean that at all. But every character was like, every time there was a misunderstanding, it was happening to like, and my heart was breaking. How could I go through this knowing that he didn't love me anymore? Right. So like and proper teenage angst. Yeah. Stuff, and yeah. it was like, it was like a Mills and Boone novel where like Edward was basically this creepy rapist dude, but like dumbed Jeez. down for like young adults. So there wasn't any rape, but he was still like brooding. And if she'd like made any mistakes, he would go off soaking and he'd be like, she'd be like, oh, he has a dark heart and I just have to fix him and like bring him out of his shell. And he's like, well, no, he's just abusive. Like if this, like if this relationship was real, and it didn't follow a narrative structure, he would just end up beating you. Because, like, he <laughs> soaks, 
He tells you you're a bad person. If you say anything wrong, he goes off in a soak. Yeah, that's true. Proper man-child behavior. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, he would just end up... And then, like, he's, like, aggressive. And if he gets angry, he starts, like, threatening her. And he's obsessed with her to the point where he's watching her sleep. And he's like, well, yeah, if this was real, he would just end up being abusive. And, like, if she can't have any other male friends because he's like, I'm 800 years old and I've never loved anyone like you. What? Is that a whole I'm sure you've said that to all the women in your 800 years. (laughs) You fucking weird manipulator cunt. Okay, just putting it out there, if we ever do do a Patreon, we should definitely do a read of it. And then it will just be you complaining about the whole thing, like, passage by passage. And that'd be quite fun. (laughs) And it's just terribly written. Like, you know that whole old rule, like, show, don't tell? So yeah. if you're standing on a beach, you be, it could be like, and the sand, like the beach, the waves lapped at the sand and the sand slowly went away into the endless sea, like the endless passing of time mm-hmm. or something. Just, How poetic. <laughs> I don't know. But in the book is like, and the waves were pretty and went whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and then the sand went into them and it made Bella think about time. Okay. You're like, great. Good to know. This, uh, or it's like, Bella looked at the sky and thought about Edward. They were just as pretty. You're like, well, maybe just describe the sky prettily, not fucking just say it was pretty. You <laughs> hack. Right, well, now we spent like pretty much half the episode talking about Twilight. <laughs> I didn't want to go into it. You made me. I know. I was curious because I haven't ever read them. So I guess I'm just curious for that reason. But, you know, you know. I hate them them so much. I know. I know that Not because of sexism, though. Not because I judge YA women's taste. I hate Transformers, too. Yeah, that's it. You just, just bad literature. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. That was was Runes, everybody. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, time well spent. Yeah, I think so. I feel like these episodes, these days, they get slightly further away from our topic and they just... The topic now becomes like a sort of loose form that we stick to throughout it. And it kind of encapsulates all our other random stories about life and such. Yeah. But that's fine. That's why you're here, right? Surely. Surely. That's... You're not here to actually learn shit, are you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Please find another podcast. I do remember when we started this and I was like, this is definitely going to be an educational podcast. It is not. It's gone away from that. Nope. Very much so. But I like it. It's fine. Yeah. It sticks to our personalities, so it's all fine. And we are relatively sort of maybe learning something as we go each week by week. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. We, we spoke about runes, it's fine. That's true. What more do people want? So. I read a book. You did read a book and so did I. I thought it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. Next time, try my way of doing things and then <laughs> see if it improves matters. The next episode, what are we doing? Uh, we have to see whether we believe in runes first. No. No. I don't know. I mean, but more, maybe, I don't know, if you like, think of them like sigils, there's probably something there. Yeah, I like the sigil aspect of it, and uh, I did actually do like a one stone reading for myself using my little rune bag. I love the way it sounds. It does sound very nice. Um, I And I was making a, asking about health, and then like literally the rune for health came up. And I was like, interesting that that should come out, out of a whole 29 runes or 27 runes or however many there are. Also, I suppose like tarot cards, if you're just using it for divination, there's nothing to say that it can't be a psychological tool to help you. Like you do the runes, see what they say, do it like a spread and then be like, well, this is like a therapist in a way. Like you can with tarot cards where like you use them and they see like what they're reflecting back to you and what you take away from them. 
Yeah, and then you can kind of use them as an external tool to say, like, why do I think of that? Or yeah. why is that important to me? Or why do I think of these things when I see this particular card slash rune? And honestly, like, the idea of carving a rune into something and meditating on it and putting your power towards it, I, because of things that happened to me in my life, sort of believe in sigils. Mm. So I can't say I don't believe that would be helpful, mm. even though I sort of don't. <laughs> I can't say that because I do kind of I will say the longer we do this podcast the more I get like at the same time more cynical towards all of it mm. but also more of a believer in some stuff that's interesting I think I'm the same yeah the more you know the less you know I guess yeah yeah and that's why this podcast is gonna go on for hundreds of episodes <laughs> You've heard it. You heard it here first. It will never die. Um, yes, what are we doing next time, Alf? I don't know. It's your pick. No, I picked runes. You didn't. I picked runes. No. Oh. I picked runes. You picked Northern Morphology. I picked runes. Now it's your turn. Oh. Um, conspiracy. What was the one you wanted to do? <laughs> I wanted to do conspiracy theories. Yeah, so that one. Well, I mean, do we want to do conspiracy theories as a like wider topic, or do we just want to focus in on one? I don't know. I really thought it was your turn next. Um, <laughs> you got that wrong. <laughs> let's do the Mandela effect, because that's what I thought you were going to pick next. Oh, yeah. I do like the Mandela effect. Yeah. That could be a fun episode um, for anyone who knows what the Mandela effect is. And I know a little bit about it and already. So. If you don't, then that's why you should listen to the episode. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. I've got a couple that I want to do, actually, conspiracy theory-wise. And there's some that I don't really know anything about. Like, I don't know a lot about the Freemasons, and I don't know a lot about in um, the Illuminati, like, yeah, secret society type thing. We're talking about the Mandela effect next episode, though. Yeah, I know, but those, Not... these are for, like, future ones, you know. And then you'll pick conspiracy theories. Probably. And yeah. then the theme will continue. <laughs> And then I was going to pick something that was going to relate to it all. Mm. I forget what that is. Well, we'll find out in a few episodes time. Yeah, sure. Good. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, we are at Journey Into The Strange on Instagram. We post whenever we post an, a, uh, an episode. So please go and comment on it or have a look at the pictures or anything you want to do. Um, I like using memes at the moment. That's the whole like layout. That You're going to start a TikTok. No, I, I don't I do you want really to start a TikTok. know what TikTok is, so I support you, but I don't understand what it is. That's fine. I barely know what it is either, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> we will see. And um, so that'll probably be Journey Into The Strange as well on TikTok. And we're also at journeyintothestrange at gmail.com. So if you want to email us ideas for episodes, voice notes, anything you want, let us know in our inbox and that is it I have been Kaz I've been Ralph and we will see you next time on Keep Journey into Journeying Strange. into Strange ooh that was almost synced up oh, not do, quite do 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 <laughs> Doctor <laughs> don't see me <laughs>